Hi, my name is Izzy. I'm 16 from Southampton and I'm going to be interviewing my friends today about their experiences during COVID and the pandemic. This podcast series aims to explore the pandemic experiences of young people aged 12 to 18, attitudes towards vaccination and protective measures, as well as awareness and access to reliable and official sources of information. My name is Katie, I'm 16. My name is Olivia, I'm 15 and I live in Binfang. Do you recall when you first heard about the pandemic and when it was still just in China? Like, did you hear about it in school or at home and what was your reaction to it? I remember going to a friend's for a sleepover the weekend before lockdown and I was sat with her parents and we were all just chatting and someone was like, oh yeah, what about that virus in China? And I was like, oh yeah. Because I'd seen it a bit on the news, but I hadn't considered it important. And then someone said that there was a recorded case in the UK and... I kind of paused and I was like, oh, in the UK, all the way over here. That's interesting. Yeah, because I remember, I think the first time I heard it, we were in geography and it came up on the board and our teacher was saying, what do you guys think about this? I think we were discussing influential situations or something like that. And I just remember thinking, it's never going to come here. Like, we're fine. And I remember talking to my classmates and them thinking the same thing, but obviously not. I don't think much of it, it didn't faze me, but I remember I was sat on bed with my mum and we were both looking at it on our phones and I was like, oh, it's not going to be big, is it? And then she said, oh, you never know. And I just thought she was bluffing, but obviously a week later we had to isolate. I have family in Poland and I remember no one in my family here being that worried because we thought personally that Poland's government's precautions were better than in England and how they handled it was better there. So, if anything, they were more worried for us because they thought that here was worse. I remember feeling like, oh, the government are being a bit OTT about this. Why are we going into a mass lockdown? So, obviously, that was your reaction to it, but do you know what your family's reaction to it was? We were a bit hesitant about how serious it was going to be, but within a few days, we realised the schools are going on lockdown, flights are being cancelled, this is bad. And quite quickly after that, we became quite uptight about going out and the half an hour of exercise and so on. We stuck to the rules quite a bit. My mum actually took me and my brother out of school early. So as soon as she heard schools were shutting down for lockdown on Monday, but they had announced it on the, I think it was the Wednesday beforehand. And she went, no, you and your brother have to come out of school because they're only keeping kids in school so that parents have enough time to sort out childcare situations and also their work situations. I remember I my parents kept me into school until the government said, don't go in. And on that last day, there were about... 70 students in our year who still attended. It was really quiet. It was the quietest day I've ever been in school with. My parents sat me down at the start of every, like, two weeks, or the first two weeks, Mm. because we had two weeks and then it was the Easter holidays. So he sat me down at the start of those two weeks and was like, right, let's get your work organised. I think it didn't take long, though. Like, a day's work took, like, half an hour, maybe an hour. So it was quite relaxed, actually. My family at first was like, oh, it's just a virus, a bit of a silly. But they are like, oh, OK, we'll obviously stay indoors because we've got at-risk family living next door and we do communicate with them and stuff, so we are going to be cautious. So, um, obviously, there were quite a few uh, theories going around at the time. Did you hear any of them in your social circles or maybe even online? 
I mean, yeah, obviously. Like, on social media, there was all kinds of things. And what the US president was saying at the time was quite unreliable, to say the least. And, <laughs> yeah, drink some bleach. That will solve all your problems. But my family raised me to be quite critical and scientific. So I never really believed anything. I think... As young people, we're all quite logical and we all kind of just went with it and didn't really, you know... It makes no sense that it would that drinking bleach would help, so why would you drink bleach? It's a bit silly. So tell me a bit about your personal circumstances back in February, March 2020. I would have been 13. I was living with my parents and my older sister and my little sister. Did you have any pets? Three guinea pigs, but didn't play with them much I'll be honest. I live with my mum, my dad and my dog Molly and my grandparents are next door. We were very lucky that my dad already worked from home before the pandemic started he had an office in the garden so not much changed for his work life except the fact that we were always there. We would just spend the morning working then the afternoon resting having fun because the work set was only a morning's worth. My mum didn't work from home yet. She always went to work, so did my dad. So it'd usually just be, I'd come back home, wait two hours till five, and then they'd both be back. Honestly, lockdown was such a lazy period of time for me. I just didn't do anything. Just go on my phone, go on TikTok, go on like, Instagram, text friends, that's it. It was very all on social media and lockdown and stuff, so it was mainly on my phone. I did spend a lot of time with my mum, though. We would always sit around the table for breakfast because... We just wanted to spend time together, you know, you may as well embrace it. And then we'd work for the morning, have elevenses, where someone had normally baked something on the Sunday. So we'd eat that throughout the week and have tea and stuff. Then we'd go back to work, have lunch, and then be resting for the rest of the afternoon. You know, I might do some reading, watch some Netflix, just because had all the spare time in the world. And the weather was really nice in the first lockdown, like that May, June kind of time. It was lovely. So I spent most of my afternoons outside. Before COVID, I did horse riding weekly and obviously that was stopped. But I did continue practising my guitar. I tried to learn Spanish on Duolingo and I read a lot. I didn't do any clubs before lockdown, but I did start reading more in lockdown because I just found I had more free time. I liked hanging out with my friends, like to the park, going out with them. That was that was alright because it was out of the house and it was away from my phone, which is uh, you know something different than what we did throughout the whole of lockdown. So throughout lockdown, did you pick up any new hobbies? I decided on the first few days to start doing a picture a day, just to make sure I had some memories of it because I was sure that this would be such a big thing and. My kids would be learning about it in their history classes and I could show them this. And I printed out some of them, actually. I printed out my favourite ones and put them in a little scrapbook kind of thing. So it was just like a way to keep track of everything I'd done and whatnot. I used to read before lockdown, but I feel like in lockdown I did pick up reading like regularly again. And I definitely picked up my passion for painting again because I used to paint a lot when I was younger but I stopped because of school. During lockdown, I spent a lot of time down at Riverside. I just found parks. I went to the common a lot as well. I just found parks were really nice, way to relax. I think I was in quite good shape, to be honest. I did Joe Wicks every day, which was absolutely amazing. It was so much fun. I did it with my mum, and we had an absolute blast. So would you say Joe Wicks basically became a household staple? I would. He really 
it was such a good way to start the day and I loved the live streams and just like the community aspect of it. It was so engaging. I didn't do any sports before lockdown, but I became less active when we came into lockdown and I was diagnosed with anemia and that wasn't great. Although I don't think I was that active before lockdown, I do feel that the lockdown made me less active because of all the regulations made in place. It made a harder. What would you say you enjoyed most about your life? I got very close with my sisters and I think those bonds have really helped since lockdown and yeah just like family it was great to see everyone and yeah they were annoying but you know you have to love them so it was good times i can't picture our relationships if we hadn't been forced into that proximity i enjoyed being myself in lockdown because i'm always around people and sometimes people get annoying, so it was good to be by yourself in this lockdown. Obviously, some people were really didn't like that, and the mental health got low because of it. But I think for me, it was really good, and I very matured since that. I think being by myself and just like being that proximity just with me, just very mature. I remember I was obsessed with the fact that for like three, four months, I had only ever gone in one building, like my home. We had to go into school for some catch-up on jabs and the sports hall where we did it was the second building I'd been in in three months and it was mad. Yeah, it was crazy socialising with those nurses and after three months of only ever talking to my family. So when we went back to school after the first major lockdown, if you got COVID, you would then have to be taken out and everyone who sits near you had to be taken out and it was honestly, it felt like we were playing Cluedo, trying to figure out by who had was sent home who got the virus. Because obviously you weren't going to come out and say, oh yeah, no, I got it. But you would know, like 50 people would go out in the year and you would then try and figure out by all of those people yeah. who had the virus. Do you know what? I've never had COVID. I've never had it. I was going to say, like, everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, like I've had that and COVID and stuff, but I've never had it. So whenever, like, that happened... I was always like, please let me be the one that was in contact with someone. I find there are only new advantages and disadvantages um, of having to be at home all the time, sort of with your family and things like that. I got a lot of time to learn new things. I was very bored, so I decided to learn all the countries, capitals and flags of the world to fill the time, and that's been quite useful since, so that was quite a big advantage. I think before lockdown, me and my mum didn't have a great relationship because I wasn't allowed out, like, at all. I wasn't allowed out to the park. I've had quite strict parents. But I think in lockdown, we just all got to know each other more. Obviously, we knew each other before, but we just got to, because we were in close proximity. I must have earned their trust more, and they must have understood that I was more mature than they thought I was. And so, like, probably, like, mid-lockdown, when we were allowed out, they let me out. And then since then, I think we've just gotten closer because they've trusted me more. Tell me what your education was like during the pandemic. So um, obviously it was over Teams or Zoom. I loved school, like, at home. I think I didn't learn anything, but when I did, it was by my, like, by my rules. So, like, oh, I'll do it. I had the PowerPoint. I have the paper. I have the pens. I'll do it when I want to, but I'll do it in my own structure. So I didn't never did it like Miss told me to. I just did it how I knew I'd learn it. Mm. So I think I definitely didn't learn in lockdown, but if I did, what was better? 
than I would have learned in school anyway. Yeah, so we had, for the first lockdown, it was just they emailed you, like, PowerPoints for every week. So on Mondays, you'd get, like, nine emails from every subject. And I remember because we'd chosen our options that year, the general vibe was you only do the subjects that you're doing then in year nine. Like, I wasn't going to do any history work. Who do you think I am? And then in January, February of 2021, it was online which sucks. It was so bad because you'd sit there in a lesson and it would be like an episode of Dora the Explorer because the teacher would ask something and then no one would answer because no one would want to answer. And then, like, the chat, no one would answer, no one would unmute, and then they would answer it themselves. It was literally an episode of Dora the Explorer. And how did you guys hear the teachers describe the situation? Were their views similar to yours, so just trying to make a, the best of the worst situations, sort or of joking, or were they more... I think because they're aware that they're very big role models in our lives, they were very measured with how they spoke about it. So they would never say anything extreme, they would never voice their own opinion, they would just tell us the facts that the government had produced and nothing more. Sometimes you knew like teachers didn't want to like overstep, but they just had to give their little opinion in. And then in the November lockdown, we still had to go into school, but the rest of the country was in lockdown. And every, like, period five lesson when you went home, they would always, like, remind you, go home straight after this lesson. Were you aware at the time of um, the term public health? Did you know, sort of, that every local authority has a public health team and a health director um, who, you know, was her, their responsibility was to oversee the health and improvement of the local population? So for us, obviously, Southampton. One of my dad's friends, a guy that goes to our church, he he's the public I don't know if he still is but he was the public health director for Hampshire so I'd heard his name chucked around a lot and but I didn't really know what he did and I didn't really know what it was but it sounded official so I was like okay good for him I know that um he had to make some big decision and I was like okie doke good for him no I've never really heard of it before so locally there were quite a few online meetings organised by Public Health Southampton um, with quite a few like doctors from the NHS answering questions from people about the virus. Um, so did you know if your family knew about them? And I don't, re- I don't remember anything like that. If we had any questions, we just asked friends who were doctors. We didn't do any Zooms. So what did you sort of think about all of the COVID regulations, so having to wear a mask, social distance, rarely being allowed outside, hand sanitising, all of that? I thought it made a lot of sense, to be honest. We learnt about, like, communicable diseases and how they spread in science, so it all made sense in my mind. I remember being quite fascinated that, you know, when you leave the house and you check for your phone and your keys, there was a new one added and it was mask, and I was like, that's... You know, you know it's big when you've added a new thing to the list. Did anyone in your immediate family or even extended family fall ill with COVID? Um, or maybe did you fall ill with COVID? I got it summer of 2021. I think it was going around school and then school ended and there was two days. And I was testing because we were about to go up to London to see Hamilton. And then it tested positive, so we had to cancel it. But yeah, it was quite annoying because I was the one in my family that got it. 
And then my sisters and my mum then got it, definitely from me. And I felt quite guilty about that because I'd given it to them and felt a bit mean. But it was around the time of the Olympics, so I just watched the Olympics the whole time. I was quite ill with it. Did anyone in your family get it worse? Or? I think the scariest time was when, like, my grandma got it because that's, like, when it's serious when an elderly person gets it. And, you know, that was the first time I was, like, worried and actively nervous about how it would affect her. I think my dad had it once, but apart from that, I think me, my nan, my granddad, and my mum, I think we never had it, because I think we always brought us from it. Honestly, we just got lucky, because there were definitely a lot of times we were exposed to it, but we never caught it, which was quite a relief, because we had a very high-risk person, which was my nan, she has diabetes, so we were just very grateful none of us ever got it. I remember I just coughed a lot, and I felt like it was almost, I think half it was like placebo effect, but half of it did kind of feel hard to breathe. What were you? What were your thoughts when you um, you heard about the COVID vaccine? I so we'd learn about vaccines in school. And we'd learn how good they were and how they were effective. So I was I was happy. I was really pleased that they'd made one, and I was it was quite impressive how they did it in like a year when normal vaccines took like ten years to get certified. So yeah, no, it was really good. It was really good. Yeah, I was really, I was ready to go get that vaccine. Mm. I, I, I'm so scared of vaccinations, but I just, I, I wanted to be able to go out and mm. see family members that we hadn't seen in a long time. Because my nan's not got Wi-Fi. <laughs> or we could do a phone call, and that's about it. Yeah. My, we were going on holiday, um, relatively soon after, and I just, you know, I just wanted to go. You know, I don't want to be held back by not being vaccinated. I remember the first time my mum told me about the COVID vaccine, I honestly, I I don't follow the news and stuff, so if anything got told me, I always got told my mum. So I just asked my mum, like, is it something you want me to take or not? And she was like, yeah, we're definitely doing that. So if my mum said yes, then I had like a, yeah, we're doing it. So did you know, so obviously you guys were open to the vaccines and so were your close family, but did you know of anyone who was sceptical about having the vaccines? I think we were more open to it than, like, my grandparents were a bit more sceptical. Like, what's a vaccine? I know we had friends' parents who didn't mm. want them. And actually, weird, weirdly, it was all the kids really wanted to get it and some of their parents didn't want to get it. But um, mm. aside from that, I don't know. What about you? I know, I think everyone in my family is quite positive about getting it. But I do know there was a family friend that didn't and they were quite opposite to letting him come into the house but they didn't want to say it rudely. So they should be like... Oh, did you like get the vaccine yet? And they're like, oh, they just let him down slowly, but then he'd get the hint. And I think he got it after a while, so he did have it. I think he just Good. got out of pure peer pressure, but still. In your opinion, um, is it important to have the vaccine, or was it important to have the vaccine? Yeah, definitely. 100% yeah. important. Because um, that's, to be honest, that's what's made the case numbers go down, isn't it? Like 100%. <laughs> that's why it's decreased because this winter in winter of 2021 there was another another massive spike um but you know know, there hasn't been this time um so what do you think the best way of keeping people sort of our age informed about transmittable diseases and illnesses um and how to look after your health i think education at school because that's where we spend quite a lot of our time and if there's like in pshe lessons or in tutor time if that's something that is accessible and if that's information that can be told to us, that'd be really good. Social media, definitely, because that's probably where every single person, like young person, has an access to and checks most days. 
I'd like to thank you for agreeing to be interviewed for the project COVID Teenage Podcasts, funded by Southampton City Council Stronger Communities Team and produced by We Make Southampton Community Media, CIC.